0: Raising tweens and teens in today's world is not easy, and I'm on a mission to equip you to love well and to raise emotionally healthy, happy tweens and teens that thrive. I believe that moms are heroes, and we have the power to transform our family and to impact future generations. If you are looking for answers, encouragement, and to become more of the mom and the woman that you want to be, welcome. I'm Cheryl Gould, and I am so glad that you're here. Hi friend, welcome to the show today and happy new year. Oh my gosh, can you believe it is 2024? I am so happy to be with you and for all that 2024 is going to hold for us. I am Spending a lot of time reflecting and journaling, and I love to come up with a word that I want to hold on to throughout the year. I've been doing that, I don't know, probably for the last maybe five years. And just what do I want to let go of, and what do I want more of to create more of in my life? Where do I get my energy just gets socked dry? Like, what are those things that are not life-giving to me, and what are those things that give me life and purpose and meaning and where are my priorities. And so as I've been doing this, I got really excited and I have done this. I didn't do it last year, but I've done it several years before that where I host a workshop and I am going to be doing that for all of you. It's going to be free and it is actually, I decided to call it creating an abundant mom life in 2024 and I'm going to host this free workshop on Wednesday January 17th at 12 noon central and if you are not on the email list you uh, I want you to go there And you can subscribe at momsoftweensandteens.com and you'll get information about it. If you are subscribed to the new newsletter, you already got an email about it and I'm going to be sending more out, but I would love for you to join me so we can get intentional about creating more of what we want in our lives, showing up and becoming more of who we want to be and and what our priorities are, because I don't know if you're like me, but I just get like... I'll twist it up, and I can feel like I'm not enough, and I can feel exhausted and overwhelmed. So this is going to be a very purposeful, life-giving, energy-giving. Uh, you're going to be able to be with me and other moms that are showing up there, and it's just going to be a wonderful time. And I want this for you. I want this for me. I want us to be more intentional this year and make it... The best year that we possibly can make it. And I also um, created a little workbook with some reflection questions, and we're going to be going through those. So go to the website, moms of Tweens and teenscom and subscribe to the newsletter, and you will get an email so that you can sign up and join me. And yes, you will get the replay. So let's move in to our episode today. And I'm very excited to have Kristen Bartholomew here with me today. And she is an EQI certified executive coach and leadership development specialist with over 10 years of experience in high performance organizations, such as Willow Creek Church and Chick-fil-A and I love this conversation we have. She really helps moms with balance, work-life balance and balancing our families and those things that we struggle with and those things that drain our energy. And it's such an encouraging talk. And it's the perfect time because we're talking about creating goals and resolutions in our lives, what we want more of. And she is a mom of Three, and so she knows firsthand the challenges of finding the balance. I say to her, is there really such a thing between chasing after professional dreams and maintaining intentional motherhood? And she helps women step out of sight of themselves, who needs to get out of their own way. I know I do, to identify ways that are being held, they are being held back from the life they deserve and desire. So I know you're going to be encouraged. It's going to give you this fresh um, outlook as we enter into this new year. So let's dive in. Well, Kristen, welcome to the Moms of Tweens and Teens podcast. I am so excited to have you here and have an amazing conversation. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me, Cheryl. Yes, and um, we are going to talk about a a host of things. We're going to talk about New Year's coming up and resolutions slash goals, and we're going to talk about just that work-life balance that we struggle with as moms, and also talk about just some of those common struggles and challenges that we have. And so I cannot wait to launch in, because I know it's going to be so helpful, uh, to the moms that are listening, but first, why don't you just tell them a little bit about yourself, about how many kids you have, how you start doing
1: what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be a great conversation. And, you know, I love, and I love following your content because I am a mom of teens and tweens, um, or I should say teen and tween. <laughs> um, I'm a mom of three. Uh, I live in North, uh, North Texas, And uh, I've been married to my college sweetheart for, we just celebrated our 18th anniversary. Uh, We have three children. Our daughter is six. um, Our son is 11. And then our oldest daughter, our older daughter is 15. So uh, every morning we've got three pickups and every afternoon I've got, uh, or three drop-offs in the morning and three pickups in the afternoon. And our kids span all the ages and stages. So... um, It's fun, it's crazy, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, yeah, so I uh, I am a leadership and development coach. Um, I'm EQI certified in emotional intelligence. I love to bring that into my coaching, uh, whether it's with moms or in a corporate setting. And then I also love to coach moms um, through life coaching. And I call that mom life balance. And it's really a matter of following your calling um, and staying intentional both inside the home and outside the home. And that's where the balance comes in. That's great. I mean, and and you have tell them your background because
0: you have an interesting background as far as like you've worked at a church, yeah, and, and I learn I, a mega church, big church, and yeah. done lots there.
1: And uh, tell them a little bit about that too, because I I find that interesting. Yeah, well, so I'll go way back. So I always knew I wanted to be a mom ever since I was little. I actually uh, chose my oldest daughter's name when I was in middle school, and my one of my best friends from middle school. She was kind enough to remind me when I was pregnant with her, and I was making all these lists of names. Hey, you have to name her this. You have to name her Aubrey because you chose Aubrey from a '70s song um, called Aubrey by a group called Bread. And so I have from when I was very little knew that I wanted to be a mom. I went off to college. Um, I entered the school of business to be a marketing major. Um, I had, for a brief moment, thought that I was going to be some powerhouse in the marketing world, you know, clicking my heels on uh, Fifth Avenue in New York City and, you know, taking the world by storm. And, you know, and then I fell in love with my husband and was reminded At the end of the day, what I really want to be is I want to be a mom um, and do a lot of other awesome things with my life. So I transferred into the elementary education department um, because I had seen countless women do a great job of balancing home life and mom life through that career path. um, Some of them in my family and uh, decided to go along with that route. And I graduated with my elementary education degree. Uh, I was working to get into the field of elementary ed, doing some subbing in the inner city schools of Chicago um, and getting some really interesting and cool, unique experiences. And a year in, I found out that I was pregnant with our first daughter, Aubrey, Um, and right away I thought, you know, I... I don't want to go into a full-time career um, and have to say goodbye in the morning. It just wasn't, it just didn't work for me. Um, And every mom is different. And I make this very clear in my coaching and in my writing um, that, you know, to be an intentional mom looks different for everyone. I don't believe that there's one perfect way to do it or one right way to do it. And for me, that just wasn't going to be an option. So I had to put on my thinking cap and think about a new way to work and mother and what that did was it actually led me to um i ended up working at a or a company where i got to work from home i did this back in 2008 before that was really a thing we weren't even using zoom or skype we used some i don't even know if it exists anymore to meet online i did that for four years actually it's 2009 so from for two for four years i did that um with my daughter on my, by my side. And then, uh, four years in, I had my son who is now 11. And when he was about six months old, I started to feel the itch and felt like I was ready for something different. Um, my husband was working at the church at the time. We worked at a large, um, mega church in Chicagoland called Willow Creek. He was working there and he said, you know, you should really look and see if there's something at the campus that was about five minutes from our house. And actually there was in the children's department. So it was perfect. It was taking my administrative skills um, and it was also taking my education background and blending them. And it was kind of a perfect fit. Uh, I went in and interviewed for that job after having a six month old baby, feeling completely out of body. Like, who am I? What am I doing? I'm wearing a dress I haven't worn forever. My heels that I haven't worn. I'm used to staying home, working from home. Now I'm out in public putting myself out there, feeling completely unready for it, Uh, but I did it anyway, and I ended up getting a great position at the church. I worked there for, um, I did that for about four years, and then I was feeling like, okay, it's time to transition into something new. Apparently, every four years, I transition into something new. Um, and that's what I transitioned into a more administrative role. I eventually ended up being the executive assistant there, um, taking on a role that I didn't feel qualified for. And I had originally, um, declined that position. And then when I was giving another, given another opportunity, um, I said, it's time for me to practice what I preach. And I said, yes. And it opened up so many doors for me, uh, during that time I got my, uh, SHRM certification for human resources. Um, I had my third daughter. Uh, well, my third baby, my, my second daughter. And I actually said yes to running the Chicago Marathon. So I trained for that, completed that with Team World Vision. And I just started this trajectory of living out what I wanted to do and where I felt like God was calling me. Eventually, I transitioned into a role at Chick-fil-A as their HR director, um, did that for a season um, and got my coaching certification. And when I felt like God had released me from that um, space and it was time for me to start something new, I launched k Coaching and we moved to Dallas and here we are.
0: Wow. I love how that happened where so many bits and pieces of your... Your journey has led you to do what you do now. And you coach moms, you work with moms around mom life balance, and you are having to do that. You are yeah. having to learn how to balance all of that. And I mean, is there such a thing as work life balance? Or, you know, some people say, well, there's not such a thing as balance. What would you say to that?
1: Well, I feel like we're told that you have to either do one or the other. And um, you have to do it really, really, really well. And I don't think we can do both perfectly. And I don't think that we have to choose one or the other. At the end of the day, my kids are number one to me. If I had to choose one, it's absolutely going to be my family. Um, But that doesn't mean that God hasn't created me in a way that I can follow a calling outside of my home. In fact, I feel... Like that's kind of part of my duty is to to use my gifting and not only, you know, affect the world and influence other people and, you know, support other women, but also model that to my children that we have callings, we have giftings and we should use them. So I spend that time, um, you know, trying to find the balance. I think part of the balance is just finding the humor in things, you know, for me this morning, um, as I was driving my kids to school, you know, we see all these influencers who are, you know, all glammed up and this is my drive to school outfit. And my outfit was like, you know, the style I went for was I didn't plan on having to get out of my car. So, you know, pajama pants, sweatshirt over top, Sunglasses because my makeup's not done, and you know, kiss you goodbye. Have a great day at school. I gotta go home and get ready for the rest of the day. And sometimes it looks like that, and that's okay.
0: Yeah, that yeah, that we not it's not about perfection. So if you're seeing a mom and you're coaching her, and she's just coming to you and she's exhausted and weary, and what where
1: do you start with her? Yeah. Well, a lot of moms are exhausted and weary. Um, and because being a mom can be exhausting, right. And we can feel weary. And so I think the first place to start is to, to care for ourselves, to recognize that it's okay to feel like that, to name how we feel and start working through that. Um, and if we, if we find that it's a matter of, you know, it's something that needs to be healed in the past, then that's where I would encourage them to go uh, explore some counseling uh, or support group, something like that. If she is in a place where she just wants to, she's ready to move forward. That's where coaching is so great because I meet you right where you are today. And I help you get to where you want to go. We talk about things from the past, but we're not here to heal the past per se. Mm -hmm. We're here to move forward. Um, And so the first thing I would do is determine if, if the, the mom is, in the place where she's ready for coaching or still has some work to do um, in, you know, some heart work to do from the past. Once we've determined that um, it's a really a matter of starting to noticing and naming, noticing some patterns in your life, some habits, things that are either getting you toward where you want to be or pulling you away from where you want to be. And, you know, we, t- we talked about this earlier of this idea of, you know, every time we say yes to something, we really are saying no to something else. And that's okay. As long as we recognize that it is a choice. And so for a while, I felt like I had to be everything at one year. I was actually the room mom in two of my kids' rooms and I coached my daughter's, you know, team and do doing all of these things. And, um, or I, I didn't coach her team. I, I thought about it. And then I, thankfully said no, because there is a limit to what we can do. And when you say yes to those things, you're saying no to time for yourself. Maybe it's self-care. Maybe it's sleep. um, Maybe it's something for work. And it could be totally fine to say no to those things. But if you're feeling burnt out or you're feeling weary, starting to notice Am I saying no to yes to the right things? And am I saying no to the right things?
0: What I like about what you're saying, and I think this is so important, and we have to be continually, I have to be continually thinking about what is most important to me, what really matters, and assessing that, and where am I getting off kilter, where maybe I'm focusing. I'm I'm working so much but it's to the detriment of myself where then I'm just burned out and yeah. I'm actually not as productive. I've just noticed that with my work if I'm just working too much and I will sit there and try to write something and I can sit there for several wasting several hours. Yes, cuz I'm my creativity's gone out the window because I'm burned out. And so if I rest and I fill my bucket, then I'm so much more creative and I'm in the flow. Right. And that's what I hear you saying is like, we have to align our priorities, but first you have to be curious and notice because if we're not slowing down enough to even notice, then we're not going to be consciously aware.
1: Right. Yeah. The train just keeps moving and we're just holding on for dear life right? Uh, Do you remember, you know, back when you were in high school, I remember mostly in high school feeling like this, where I would be studying and studying, cramming for a test. And I would get to a point where I would just say, I do not have more, I do not have any more open space in my brain. I I could keep reading things and nothing is even, I'm not even digesting it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we live like that, where we just, we want to, we want to go and we want to do and and we want to be all the things to all the people all the time. And we're humans. We're, we're limited. We have limited space in our brains, in our lives, in our calendars. And, you know, this whole super mom, I can do everything all the time. It's not, it's not real. It's not real at all. And I, it's, it's not for me at least. I mean, if, if that's, if you're listening and that's you, then, I guess that's awesome. But for me, I've got limits and, um, recognizing those limits. I mean, that can be a real game changer. Yeah. I, I love that. It's like, we have limits. It's like our listeners,
0: we all have limits and it's okay that we have limits. Right. And to listen to that. Right. Now you do, you are a certified EQ coach and, I think maybe most of our listeners understand what that is, but can you explain when you talk about EQ, what, what does that mean to you and how do you use that with moms?
1: Yeah. So I love EQ. I love the EQI 2.0 tool. I think that it gives us, again, going back to noticing, it makes us stop and think and notice. Where we are, and then we can kind of determine where we want to go from there and make a game plan. Um, so when we talk about EQ, EQ is you can imagine it's a wheel, right? It's a it's circular, it's a wheel, and we're looking for balance. And it's it's a matter of how we see ourselves and how other people see us, and then how we take that into our social settings, our decision making, our stress management. It really is the inside of us and how it comes out into the world, essentially. And you're looking for balance in all of these areas. But the most important to start with is this idea of confidence, right? It's called self-regard in the, in the model. Hmm. And I find that a lot of moms struggle in this area. And this is uh, an important place to start. Because if we're looking to be healthy in our boundaries, and we're looking to be healthy healthy in the way that we're assertive, or the way that we control our you know manage our stress, or we associate with other people, if we don't have a healthy relationship with ourself and a healthy self regard, that that the rest of the pieces are going to be really hard to get where we want them to be. Again, going back to my example of when I went into that interview, you know, I I had a 4-year-old at home. I had a 6-month-old at home. I my body was doing still doing all the things that happen to your body when you have a 6-month-old. And here I am going into a professional setting trying to feel and look professional and i probably did i'm i'm pretty i've always been decent at like fake it till you make it you know um and i think that there's some value in that once in a while <laughs> let's be real uh, but you know i had to like unlock a new level to get to that confidence where i could go do that and it it's been a continual gradual increase for me over my years and there are still areas that i i'm working on that right i'm a work in progress um, it's life. And, and I and I'm trying to do the best to model it to my kids. Um, and I, I want them to feel confident, but I also want them to be realistic. And it's a matter of of finding out, OK, where's the balance with all of that?
0: Yeah, I love that. Okay, so we have to go there. So confidence. There's a lot of moms that are like, I've lost myself. I don't know who I am anymore. It's about everybody else. Like yeah. even thinking about confidence like that feels like I'm looking for a needle in a haystack. Like where do I even start? Like give just give me the magic pill and so I can feel self-confident. Like where would a mom that's listening and just like I've lost
1: that, you know? Yeah. What do what do I do? Right, there is no magic pill, and and everybody is on a different area in a different spot with it. And there are you know ways that I'm really confident, and then there are areas where I'm I'm really insecure, and I have to still you know dig deep there, and and I'm still working on it. And I I think that that's normal and that's natural. And I think that going back to just this idea of that we're human, we're we're people, uh, we're women. And we live in, you know, kind of a crazy society and navigating that with other women who can lift us up, um, choosing to invest in ourselves, whether it's listening to your podcast or taking a 10 minute walk outside um, or, you know, going to sleep 10 minutes early, making small incremental choices to invest in ourselves. Um, you start to see yourself more as a person again, I think.
0: Yeah. I like how you talk a lot about valuing yourself. And do you feel like there's a direct connection between valuing
1: ourselves that we're worth it and confidence? A direct correlation between valuing yourself and confidence. I mean, yes. I would think so. I, I'm not sure how you'd have confidence if you don't value yourself. I mean, I would think that would be more, it would probably show up as arrogance, which is truly insecurity. So I I think if you truly value yourself, you start to see that confidence doesn't mean you have it all together. And confidence doesn't mean that you've overcome every obstacle. Confidence means that you are okay with who you are and you realize that you're on a journey and just like everyone else. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes I think it's easy to think,
0: before I started my own personal growth journey, I used to really think that it was just me. (laughs) I really did. And then I got into this mom's group and moms were sharing. And I was like, I'm not the only one that feels that way. And that alone was a confidence booster for me because I had felt like, I remember even sharing how I was bullied and, um, elementary and middle school. And then I remember every mom in the group talking about how they were bullied. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I thought I was the only one that was bullied like that, you know, but here are all these other moms that have gone through similar things. And, and I, I hear that you saying that, like knowing that our experiences, other moms have gone through similar things. We're not alone in this. And you might feel like you're the only one, but These are things that we all struggle with. So the woman that can seem so confident, she's got her makeup on, she's at the school, she's looking all cute. First thing in the morning, she's got her own areas where she struggles and feels insecure. And absolutely. Yeah. And I think that the more that I understood that, it was kind of like inside out. It's like, once I understood that more, then I actually felt more confident because I could walk into a room of other women. Yeah. And I was like, other women feel this, you know, can feel uncomfortable in a group of women too. It's not just me that's feeling this way. And so then I could, I could breathe better and, and know that there wasn't
1: something wrong with me. Right. And we tell we tell ourselves so many stories, like, you know, people probably look at, you know, the way that I'm communicating right now and think, that, that exudes confidence, but but there's so much more going on inside that I'm processing even during our conversation, right? Um, there are things that I have to to commit to to myself to engage even in taking you know taking calls and, and doing video conversations. so it's it's a process and we're making assumptions about other people and feeling like, oh, we aren't we aren't that way but but we really don't know what's going on inside of our heads. Like I think about you, you're so social, you're so outgoing, you're so kind-hearted and easy to connect with. And the thought that you would feel uncomfortable in any setting just seems really <laughs> ridiculous to me. Like it's <laughs> completely impossible, right? But again, it we're making these assumptions on people based on what, right? We We don't really know. And so I think that's why it's great to kind of break down what's real and what's not real and, you know, be able to move forward from there. Another thing that's so important, I think, with confidence is remembering your why. This is what we do a lot in my programs and with my coaching is remembering the why, because even when it is hard and we, we want to say no to an opportunity because it's scary. Um, you know, when I went to that interview, my why was my kids. My why was wanting to stay intentional with them, um, wanting to use the gifts that I was given. And it kind of helps take off that outer layer of fear. And it reminds you of your focus and of your your intention. And so when things feel overwhelming, uh, which they will, because being a mom is hard and doing things outside the house is hard, um, remembering remembering your purpose and your why, I think will actually naturally boost your ability to work through insecurity or fear.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know what that makes me think of? And I'm, I'm imagining you've read the book um, the Carol Dweck book, The Mindset. Actually, I actually haven't read that, but I'll have to get it. Oh my gosh, that changed my life. That book, it was um it's so good and I won't go into it all but she she studied kids and found that the kids that actually thrived the most were not the smartest kids they were the kids that put in the effort. Yeah. And she calls it the growth mindset which we've all heard that talked about more but she's a Stanford professor at least she was I don't know if she is anymore but um it was powerful for me because when I really started building moms with tweens and teens I thought, I'm going to fall flat on my face. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to mess things up. But because I'm taking the risk and stepping out, I am going to grow. Yeah. And that's how I grew my confidence. And and that helped me so much. I spoke at, at uh, and ended up, it was a church, and I was speaking at this church, it was horrible like I'm i i'm not going to go into all the details but it was so bad what i i didn't ask enough questions it, it was like i bombed it and i really think i did you know sometimes it's like well maybe it wasn't as bad as you think it wasn't and gratefully there were like six other speakers so you could go around to where you who you wanted to hear so they had other people to go listen to but in the past i would have just been a mess. I would have been sitting in my car bawling. Oh, I'm never doing that again. I was an absolute failure. But instead, I had a little cry and I was like, "Okay, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> but what can I learn from it?" Yeah. You know, what can I take away? What did, you know, what next time can I do better? And I, one of the things is I didn't ask enough questions about what the format was going to be. And, you know, I And I learned. So now when I go in, I ask a lot more questions. And that was huge for my kids because I could go home and I could say, I just talked. I totally bombed it. Yeah. You know what? Hey, I took the risk. I went and spoke. It didn't go so well. But what am I going to learn from it this time so that next time I can grow from it? And And I think that's exactly what you're saying. And that's how we build our confidence. It's not... We're going to fall down. We're not going to do it, you know. Well, but like, what are we going to learn from it?
1: Right, right. And you know, it's isn't that what we tell our kids all the time? I mean, don't don't we encourage our kids to reach for the stars and you know the sky's the limit? And we have all these funny little sayings. And I even think about you know in the in the schools growing up, there are those posters on. I don't know if they still have them on the walls that you know Michael Jordan and you know making the slam dunk or I don't know. I could go on, on, on forever. I love these little funny things, but the point is, the point is that we encourage our kids to do all these things. And, you know, I think that's what really, that's one of the motivations for me for running the marathon. And I use the term running very loosely. Uh, it was more of a (laughs) hobble, (laughs) but I did cross the finish line. Uh, you know, and I just, I was constantly encouraging my kids, try something different. If you want to do it, do it. You know, if it's not, I say, if it's not uh, hurtful or goes against your values, you know, and then, then do it, try it, you know, and, and see what, where it takes you and, For me, I was encouraging my kids to try all these kind of crazy things, like especially my middle schooler. She was the first, you know, my first kid. And I'm like, oh, yeah, try out for that team. Oh, sure. You should try out for that team. And she's like, mom, I don't even play that sport. Oh that's okay, You could try out for the team, you know, encouraging just some risk taking with that. Meanwhile, I've had this thing that I wanted to do my entire life, and I'm just sitting there watching other people do it. And I just got tired of watching other people live out my dreams. Yeah, then you could do it. You could do hard things. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You modeled it for your kids. I also know there might be somebody listening that your kid wants to go out for something, but you're worried they're going to get hurt if they do because they've never played it before. Sure. And I liked when you said that positive regard, even holding them with positive regard to, you know, let them, you know, allow them to go like cheer them on. And if they go for it and they do fall on their face, that is the win
1: that they went for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, why do we try to do any of these things? We're we're not going to be the next Olympic marathon winner most likely right I mean somebody will maybe she's listening but we do these things to learn and to grow and that's what we want for our kids and so I actually want my kids to get cut from a team I would like them to experience some of these difficulties while I can help walk them through it if they don't have any challenges or feel any feelings of oh shoot I didn't you know I'm not up to par in this area. If they don't ever experience that at home and they go off to college or, or wherever they go that they're going to experience it in the world. And so I actually think it's such a gift to be able to go. We've gone through some really hard things at home with our kids, really hard things. And. Do I wish that we hadn't had to go through some of the hard things? Yes. But. It also gave me the opportunity to walk alongside them through those challenges, and that is a gift. I think I really do think so.
0: Yeah, that you are uh, that you could walk alongside of them in that um, because they are going to have those experiences, and that you could just be there. Yeah, so important. And we don't want our kids to go through those things, but that is part of the resiliency of it, even though it's really painful. Right. Yeah. And I
1: don't think it's a matter of if they're going to go through it. It's a matter of when they're going to go through it, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. Right, when they're 10 it might be not making a team. When they're 40 it's not getting a the job. When they're 30 it might be a huge, you know, relational disconnect from you know, a broken engagement or something. It could be huge things. And so it's learning to deal with difficulty, disappointment and going back to what we first started with, remembering who we are right?
0: Mm -hmm. And we don't want our kids not to take risks and not to live their lives because they're so afraid to make mistakes or to get rejected. And I think we're all I mean, I know I can be it was funny when you said you didn't you know, you saw me as confident because I still I still struggle. And, um, And just that rejection piece, even like if I go talk to those women, you know, they're having a conversation, am I, you know, are they just going to kind of look at me and will I get rejected? You know, just something as little as that versus no, I'm going to go and I'm going to connect and that's who I want to be. And yeah, I may experience that or maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised and I won't, but we're, we want our kids to be living life. Right. Yeah, and putting themselves out there, and we have to model it. Like you are,
1: and you did uh, for your kids. Yeah, you know, and it's it's really focusing on what am I learning from this? You know, how am I continuing to grow and be molded? I mean, just completely candidly, there were thoughts in my mind this morning of, am I going to bring content that Cheryl's listeners are going to even connect with? Right? I mean, I can I could create a spreadsheet and a PowerPoint, and I could come completely pre-planned. Um, and that that's not really the value. I don't think that th- that is there for your for your listeners. I think that they're trying to hear real conversations with real people that are working through real things. But there was that seed of, am I enough, right? I've been doing this for a long time. I I've, I've been a mom for, well, 16 years, if you consider when I got pregnant with my daughter. And, you know, she'll be 16 soon. And I've been I've been a mom for a long time. I've done actually quite a few really things that I'm proud of. Um, and I've had a lot of really big learnings along the way that, you know, in hindsight, could have done things better or differently. But again, leaning into the opportunity, right? If a door cracks open, what does it mean when you walk through it? You know, what's on the other side? And just taking a peek, seeing what's Yeah. The- yeah, and not having to do it perfectly. If you walk
0: through that door, it I, I, that's what I have to tell myself. I have to be like, I'm going to do this. Don't have to do it perfectly, but I want to serve. Like that for me helps is thinking of what I do as serving. It gets me out of my own way. Absolutely. Like it's not so much about me, you know, right. that really right. helps me. Another thing that helps me, and I wonder what helps you is play like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna bring playfulness to whatever this is and try try and have fun with it rather than get yeah. all serious
1: right yeah what do you think helps you well a big one and i've said it i've said it before in this conversation a big one for me is imagining my kids and what i would say to them if they had an opportunity like this to talk to you or to get on stages or do all sorts of different cool things i would absolutely without a, any doubt at all, I would tell them go for it. Yeah. And I just think that that's if I'm not going to go for it and I'm going to tell them to go for it, you know, that's what shifted in me years ago is again, I'm encouraging my kids to do things that I would never even feel like I'm qualified to do. I would never even stick my neck out for that. What What am I really, what message am I really sending? I'm really sending you're probably not good enough because I don't think I'm good enough. And so I'm telling you this, but you're probably not going to believe it because why would you? Yeah,
0: yeah. Because I, and you're not seeing me take those risks and and maybe, you know, and learn from it, like my speaking thing. But
1: I was so glad I did it because if I hadn't right. have done it, I wouldn't have learned what I learned from it. And Cheryl, why was it important for you to say yes to those opportunities? Um it really is who I want to be. Like if I
0: want to stretch and I want to grow, then I, I, it's almost a no brainer anymore. I just say, I'm going to say yes to that. Yeah, And unless I've got, you know, I have my, one of my daughters is getting married um, in April. So things around that I'm not saying yes to, right. If I have too much going on and then I will say no, but if it's a, if it's a risk, like a good one where um, I can learn, I can grow. It's who I want to be. I can serve um, more Then I'm going to say yes to it. And I'll do it scared to death, but I'm going to do it. Absolutely. And then the next thing becomes less scary. And the next thing, it's like, I forget who said it's like stretching a rubber band. And our kids are like that too. It's like you have to, when you stretch a rubber band, you stretch it a little bit at a time but you don't yeah. stretch immediately. So it snaps, you know, it's you're, you're little by
1: little, you're yeah. stretching that rubber band. Right. Right. And it's getting back to your why, right? Your why is that you want to grow. You want to continue to, to improve and, and learn. And you said it earlier too, of that serving piece. Right. And so for me, I want to live out my calling. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a reason I'm here. Um, and there's a reason that I'm my mom's or my kid's mom. And and there's a reason that I have these interests in in coaching and podcasting. And you know, there's a reason that those things are something that I'm you know interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, I love this
0: conversation. I have to ask you because we said we were gonna talk about it. we got, you know, it's been such a good conversation. Um, but I wanted to talk about because I'm gonna broadcast this. Um around the new year. So it might be before the new year, or you might be listening to this right after. And um, how do
1: you help moms with goal setting? With goal setting? Yeah, I love goal setting. Um, I love to have a clear direction. I am methodical in my thinking. And so goal setting can be very methodical. um, And I think it's beneficial. It's not this ambiguous, I'd like to do this better. It's, it's very clear. So we work through SMART goals, um, and those are, you know, getting very specific and narrowing down a very vague goal into something very concrete so we can have action steps and follow through with it. So I help women in that way. Um, I, I, I I help women in my individual, uh, you know, one-on-one coaching. I've also got a group of fantastic, I call them the Balanced Mompreneurs. Um, They are balancing home life and their own businesses beautifully. Um, And we do that together. We meet virtually um, twice a month online and we, you know, challenge each other. We grow, we set goals together. We make commitments to one another of areas that we're going to continue to work on. So I do the, I I coach women one-on-one, I coach them in groups, and then I also coach organizations as an organizational business partner. And um, I I just, I love what I do, and I love to see people grow and change and see new doors unlock for them that they didn't even, they couldn't even imagine that what the key looked like uh, for that door at the beginning. And here they are opening it and stepping into something new. Uh, and in the new year, actually, just to give uh, an opportunity for people to kind of take a take a peek into what their year could look like and start that direction, I'm going to be hosting um, some workshops, both in person here in the Dallas area and then also online. Uh, we're going to be working through goals, taking an inventory of where we are right now and getting some clear action steps on where we want to go and how to get there. Oh, I love
0: that. Okay. And you're going to give me That information. So I will share that in the show notes. You can go to this show and you can click on that to find out Yeah. when you're doing that and to join. Cause what I, I love is the, we need each other. We need the support. We need the accountability. We need to be intentional, like writing it down, showing up, helps us to, you know, stay on the trajectory and we, and, get clear on where do I want to go? What do I want to do? What are some of those callings on on my life? And how can I lean into that? So I love that. Now tell them your website, where they can find you, Instagram, all of those things, because they can read. You have such, you know, great blog posts, and I love your Instagram. Uh, All the encouragement. So tell them where to find
1: you. Yeah. So you can find me at kmbcoaching.com. Um, and all of my links are on there. You can also find me Facebook and social media is mom life balance. Um, and I'm sure you'll have all of that linked and listed, but I'd love for you to um, come along on the journey with me and the other moms who are looking for their, you know, their most healthy, um, optimal mom life balance as they pursue their calling without, you know, losing or uh, compromising that intentional motherhood. Love that. And then you have the podcast. I do. So Mom Life Balance podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I just just had you on the show and we had an awesome conversation and that's going to be coming up soon. Yeah. Can't wait.
0: So everybody check that out. So Kristen, thank you so much for coming on. It was such a good conversation and I so appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that's it for today, and thank you, friend, for joining me, and I hope that you will join me for Creating an Abundant Mom Life in 2024 next Wednesday at 12 noon Central Time, and we are going to have such a meaningful time. We are going to get intentional. I have learned that writing down my my goals, my intentions, where I want to Uh, focus on, what my priorities are, what I want to let go of, what I want to embrace more of, how I want to show up. When I write it down and I look back and I see what I wrote down, I'm always amazed at how much I actually Uh, put into practice what I wrote down and how transformative it can be. There's lots of research and we're going to have such a good time and you are going to leave feeling really encouraged and excited about the new year. So I hope that you will go to the website, momswithtweensandteens.com, sign up for the newsletter. I am going to be sending out an email so you can register and I would love to connect with you and see you there. So have a wonderful week and I will see you back here next week and hopefully at the workshop next Wednesday. All right, have a beautiful day. Bye.